Wednesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Rabbi Dove Lipman is with us uh, live via telephone. Rabbi Lipman was elected to the uh, 19th Knesset back in 2013, becoming the first U.S.-born member of Knesset in three decades. Uh, Nefesh Benefesh presents Behind the Scenes in the Knesset, My Life in Israel with Rabbi Dove Lipman, starting September the 11th. That's a Sunday through the 17th, taking place in New York, New Jersey, and Los Angeles. He speaks at OF Tzedek, OZ on the Upper West Side, this coming Sunday night. Beth Aaron and Teaneck on Monday night, September the 12th. Young Israel of Jamaica States, Tuesday the 13th. And he heads to L.A. Uh, for a couple of speaking engagements and wraps up in Sherman Oaks on Sunday night, September the 18th. Rabbi Dove Lipman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be back with you. I appreciate that. I know it may be difficult to uh, put this in a sentence or two, but as you look back at your time in the Knesset, is it generally good memories, complicated memories, or much of both? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of both, uh, but, but even the complications are good memories, meaning the fact that you have complications sitting in a parliament in Israel, our own parliament, a place where we can determine our future, even when it's complicated, you have to take a step back and say, oh my goodness, what amazing times we live in, what a blessing uh, we have that we can be in this kind of uh, place and, and, and have this kind of impact and influence. So I have to say that all around, if you look at the package together, uh, it was a fantastic experience and I'm looking forward to going back. The um, You know, it's interesting, if we would go back to some of the conversations we had both on and off the air when you first became a member of Knesset, you had, you had amazing dreams, uh, especially the ones that involved bridging gaps and trying to unite, and we know how important Jewish unity is, it may not be a more important topic, frankly, uh, internationally for our community than that. Um, we know how hard you work to try to unite different factions and you know people who come from different places, and I don't just mean geographic places, if you know what I mean. Was it a successful effort? Did you feel you made progress in a very difficult environment to unify people? There was a significant progress, and uh, you know people ask me sometimes in terms of what what do I think we accomplished during the two years that I was in Knesset. There's no doubt the number one accomplishment, uh, which was an honor for me to be part of. I was the head of the Knesset task force to help Haridim go to work, and we set up projects throughout Israel to help Haridim get training and to actually find jobs. And thousands of young men uh, were able to join the workforce because of that. And joining the workforce doesn't only mean they actually can support their families with dignity, it's actually the first place where they're really meeting secular Israel, and vice versa. Secular Israel is meeting them. And all the myths and stigmas that they've been told their whole lives become shattered from both sides. Uh, religious, the all religious side realize secular people might live a different way of life, but are, could be wonderful, wonderful people. And the secular side realizes that Haridim are not what they've been portrayed to be, perhaps in the media or what they see in the Knesset. And they see that they're wonderful people, and they can actually be friends with one another. And I saw how breaking down those barriers generates that unity. And Israel is ripe for this. We are 70, or pushing 70 years old, and it's time, after decades of fighting with one another, to try to see where can we have interface with one another and actually get to understand uh, one another. And that, without a doubt, uh, was our greatest accomplishment and something which gave me great hope for the future in terms of where we can go with all of this. Yeah, some of the veterans out there 
uh, who remember the quote-unquote, you know, old days, might even argue that with that that we're already at a point in terms of being unified and understanding other sides and other positions, you know, that we're in much better shape than the way things were, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 years ago. But as you just mentioned, there's still a lot of work to be done, and whatever we can do to make progress in this area, it's so important to do so. And, 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 I, and, I, actually think, and I actually think that English speakers in particular uh, can play a really significant role here, because the whole idea of, of not viewing populations, you know, in terms of just their boxes, I think we're able to look beyond that much more naturally uh, than they can in Israel. And uh, I hear repeatedly in Israel that people are so thankful for what they view as a refreshing perspective uh, in terms of how we can coexist and, and have tolerance for one another. And that's something which we really bring. It doesn't have to be on a Knesset level. It could be on a neighborhood level or a city level that English speakers can make a real impact when it comes to this area. And I can't imagine that when you embarked on the employment program, for instance, that you're, you know, at the top of the agenda was, you know, unifying people. I assume that was just a pleasant uh, byproduct of the whole effort. It was, for sure. I mean, I always knew that it could generate that kind of result and, and was confident. I'll just give you one example. One CEO who we had to convince to hire Haridim. It's difficult sometimes for them right. to open their companies to people who they're not sure what kind of pressures will they put on them. Will they make demands about the women? Will they make demands about the kitchen? And we reassure them that generally when Haridim want to go to work, they want to be part of society and they're not looking to bring these kinds of demands. He contacted me and he told me that within his company, a Haredi from a mainstream Haredi city was making a bar mitzvah and invited all the company to come, including the secular people. No demands how they dress, no demands from them whatsoever. Ever. And that, for those who understand the Haredi community, that's an incredibly bold step to just open the, 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 the hall in your community for secular people to come in. And then he said the flip side happened, the opposite as well. One of the Chilonim, one of the secular people in the company, was getting married and asked two Bels Hasidim from the company to be the witnesses hmm. uh, at, at his wedding. And again, I don't want to suggest that we've reached utopia, we've, <laughs> right. we've reached a point where all is well, but it certainly gives you a glimpse of what can happen when you actually successfully break down that barrier and they come together yeah nothing like meeting people and interacting with them i mean i've, I've quoted shlomo kalbach a million times on this topic he always said if he just had an opportunity to go and meet everybody then you know people would get along so much better and uh and it's true when you have personal interaction when it's you know generally pleasant etc and people make an effort to make sure it's pleasant uh then only great things can come from it so it's an important and by the way, and by, and by the way Nahum, that's something which happens in the Knesset as well, and people don't realize. Wait a second! Wait a wait a second, Rabbi Lipman. <laughs> you can't possibly suggest on public airwaves that there's that there's, <laughs> that there's an atmosphere of calm and camaraderie in the Knesset. Come on! <laughs> you would not believe. You would not believe some of the friendships that exist there. When I say friendships, I mean somebody from the far left Meretz party with somebody in the far right Jewish Home party, and in the plenum itself, you will see them at each other's throats, and outside of that room, they are the best of friends on the deepest of levels. Uh, and these were things which I saw, and it taught me a lesson, because I would read uh, the newspaper before I was in the Knesset and see what people said about whatever the issue was, and say to myself, how is this person a Jew? How are they a Zionist? And take it to the personal level. And then I came to the Knesset, and I realized that's just not the case. There's politics. And we have ideological disagreements, and there's a lot of showboating as well, or, or show in the Knesset itself. 
but behind the scenes there is so much more camaraderie and unity than people realize and I think it's an important lesson for us to take to our communities as well because I have no doubt that within schools and within schools uh, and, and federations you have disagreements and all too often we let it go to the point of the personal as well and I really mm-hmm. learned in the Knesset which is the, probably the epitome of, <laughs> of a place where we think there's uh, a polarization that it's just not the case and when it's all said and done we are one family and we so, do have each other so everybody we don't have to let it become personal so everybody leaves the sharp tongue on the Knesset floor I, I can't say everybody. <laughs> you also learn in the Knesset not to ever say everybody, but uh, hi, far higher percentages than, than your listeners could possibly imagine really do leave it on the floor. And I'll also say, even when it doesn't get to personal relationships, there's a lot of reaching out to other parties and uh, political adversaries in areas where you can agree with each other. So you can find someone who you really do disagree with and maybe you're not best of friends with, mm-hmm. but you are able to work together with them in areas where you agree. And that, there's a tremendous amount. Again, that's politics in general, right. but you really see it, I think, at a deeper level than you might see in other parliaments because we realize that we're, we're Jewish people in a Jewish state and living in this incredible time, and we have to work together to try to make things better. You've written a book about this experience already, or that's coming up, or, or what? The, the book is out. Uh, the book is out. It's called An American MK, and uh, behind the scenes of the 19th Knesset. And how how long has it been out? Stories. How long has it been out? Uh, it's been out for a number of months. It's through Trafford Publishing, and uh, it's actually a website at AmericanMK.com, uh, and you can order the book there. And my goal in, in, in bringing these stories to the broader public is very much for people to realize um, that Olim, especially North American Jewish Olim, can really make a difference. And it doesn't have to be, I was fortunate to, to make it to the Knesset, and um, I know that it's not going to be the path that everybody takes, but every single immigrant uh, can make a difference and can absolutely uh, play a role in the development of the state of Israel. What, what greater uh, effort can there be for someone that to know that you're part of the development of this incredible thing called Israel? Unbelievable. Rabbi Dove Lipman is with us. He'll head to Los Angeles a week from today. Before that, he's in this area Sunday, this coming Sunday night at OZ, OF Tzedek on West 95th Street. Monday night, he'll be at Beth Aaron on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck. And Tuesday night, September 13th, next week at the Young Israel of Jamaica Estates before he heads to L.A. to wrap up the tour. Well, I guess you just explained it, but why don't I ask you directly uh, why Nefesh Benefesh is, in fact, presenting this uh, speaking tour? Yes, yeah, so there's no doubt that uh, you know if we if we talk about Aliyah in our times and especially North American Aliyah, you can't talk about that without bringing Nefesh Benefesh into the picture. And it's never been you know our ancestors have imagined that a time would come not only that we return to the land of Israel, but that there be an organization which helps you from A to Z from the moment you decide you want to make Aliyah till you uh, get to the plane till you arrive and even afterwards helping you uh, get settled, finding jobs, and always having someone to turn to. And I feel that uh, this organization wants people to understand that the incredible time is that we live in and that you really can find your place in Israel. And there's a lot of fear associated with making Aliyah, leaving family, will I have a community, uh, the language issues, culture issues, and part of what I'm going to try to convey in my story, and for those who are thinking about coming, uh, the presentation will be filled with behind-the-scenes stories uh, from the Knesset. It'll be entertaining, but also uh, hopefully educational. Uh, but part of the lesson is to realize that we, we can overcome those issues. Believe me, 
Hebrew was an obstacle for me. Believe me, the culture of the Knesset was an obstacle for me. I like to tell people that, uh, you know, I interned in Congress when I was younger, and uh, one time somebody yelled, you lie, to the President of the United States, and it became a fiasco for months. And right. the Knesset is every five minutes. Uh, it's, a, it's just a different environment. And these were all barriers, but we're able to overcome those barriers, and we're able to make a difference. And uh, I have no doubt that Nefesh Benefesh would love to be faced with the problem of tens of thousands of North Americans who are uh, trying to make Aliyah and trying to deal with that challenge. And hopefully uh, the message can resonate uh, in terms of the difference that we can make. And I, I really believe with great passion that uh, my own personal belief is that, you know, when we talk about all the challenges that we have in Israel in terms of de- demographics and internal strife, uh, the North American Jewish community can make a massive difference in all of this. And instead of uh, sitting back and, and, and you know, complaining about what's happening in Israel or worrying about what's happening in Israel, we can actually stand up and take part in it and then try to make a real difference. And I hope that uh, people will be able to hear that message uh, through the stories and through my own personal story and also through the behind-the-scenes look at the Knesset, which I'll give in these presentations. It's a great message. All right, you're at Oav Tzedek on Sunday on the Upper West Side, Beth Aaron and Teaneck on Monday night, Tuesday night, the Young Israel Jamaica Estates, and you head to L.A. to wrap up the speaking engagement. It's Nefesh Benefesh's presentation of Rabbi Dov Lipman behind the scenes in the Knesset, My Life in Israel. He will speak about all these issues and speak about his journey from New Oled to active player on the Israeli political scene. He was a member of Knesset beginning in 2013, the 19th Knesset of the State of Israel. I assume the, um, the speaking schedule is online somewhere? Yes, the Nefesh Benefesh has it. I've also been posting regularly on Facebook, and hopefully uh, the flyers are, are making the rounds. And I, I really look forward to uh, meeting people in all these communities and also giving time for questions. I have no doubt that people have questions about Israeli politics, about the Knesset, about the Aliyah, and uh, we'll open the floor. Uh, as I like to say, I went through the two election campaigns in Israel. Uh, there's no question that's too difficult or too personal uh, for me to be able to hear, and I will open the floor to that as well, and I really look forward to that Hey, by the way, Rabbi Lipman, I know you're an Israel baseball fan. You know that the uh, national team is playing here on the 22nd of September in Brooklyn? Not only am I an Israel baseball fan, I have the pleasure, you want to talk about Aliyah Dream, <laughs> of sitting back sitting back in a field of dreams in Petah Tikva, watching my son as the starting pitcher for the Israel national <gasps> team in the European Championships this past summer. So is he, uh, you is sit he... there, and I, and I have to tell you, standing there and watching them in their baseball uniforms, uh, hearing how Tikva played before the game, and then following with the umpire saying, play ball, and watching your son pitching against Ukraine and Lithuania and Russia, uh, there's nothing with Israel across his chest. Uh, there's nothing like this, my friends. I mean, for Americans to see that combination, and I do hope that people in the tri-state area will go cheer on uh, Team Israel in the qualifiers for the Israel Baseball is Classic. He, is, your son, is, your son, is your son going to be in for that? He's not. Uh, you know, life in Israel is complex, and not only do you have baseball, but you also have yeshiva and army. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm proud of the fact that my son had his place to play baseball, but is also recognizing that uh, during Elzman and Karen Biavne, a few months before he goes to the Army, uh, that's not the time for him to be traveling to play baseball. But uh, I guarantee you he'll be following the games. A lot of his good friends are on the team. All right, let him know that uh, we'll be there and we'll be cheering on his teammates. Amazing. Uh, Rabbi Lippman, uh, good speaking with you. Uh, good luck on the tour, and kudos to everybody at Nefesh Benefesh. You know, we consider both uh, Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbart uh, Jewish 21st century heroes. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but we put them in the category of 21st century heroes in the Jewish I, world. I, well, I can tell you this. I would not have made Aliyah or been able to make Aliyah without their help. 
So uh, they are national heroes in my mind, but also personal heroes in my mind, and the entire staff there, and all the work they do to make it so simple to make Aliyah. I mean, obviously Aliyah is complicated, but the process, uh, which would be so difficult on your own, and also even financial help, and uh, is, once you're here lobbying in the Knesset, I worked in the Knesset together with them to try to make things better uh, for English-speaking Olim. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic organization, and uh, and yes, I absolutely view them as heroes as well. Kolakavo, great speaking with you, and good luck on the tour. Take care. We'll be in touch. Rabbi Dov Lippman here at JM in the AM. Wow. A lot of good messages in that conversation.